Well, we've been in a series uh, for some time called Alive with Christ. We're calling Alive with Christ. I believe this is part nine. So let's look at Galatians 2.20. This has been our text. Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. Realize we are now living in the flesh. Now. But that's temporary. We're not going to always live in the flesh. Amen. Right now, we're in the flesh. But... This life that we live in the flesh, excuse me, he said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As we're living, as we're walking, as we're walking uh, in the flesh, we are walking each step by faith. Each step looking to the Son of the living God. In other words, we are not living each step, walking each step just in our own intellect just in our own ability, our own power, our own understanding, our own training, our own schooling, our own connections. We are living by faith. Amen. Amen. We are to live by faith. Faith is a belief. Faith is a trust. Faith is walking according to what you understand from God's Word, what you understand about Him, what you understand and the relationship with, that you've built. It is not based on your past. It's not based on your connections. It's not based on anything temporary. Amen. Let's read that in the New Living Translation. It says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I live in this earthly body. Everybody say earthly body. You realize we are going to live, and there are those that have gone on already, they're not dealing with the limitations that you are right now physically. Thank God. Thank God that this body has an expiration date on it and we're going to get out of it. You would not want to live in this body forever. Would you? No. We, we are going to live, and we do to an extent. Our spirit is part of a different realm, but we contact this realm through our senses and through our flesh, our body. But we're not to be caught up with the flesh and caught up with the natural. There is a different realm, another realm that is higher than this realm, the realm that created this realm. It is superior. And we need to understand that we are to walk this life out with full consciousness of that realm. That Christ lives in us and that we walk by faith in Christ. Let's look at, um, 
Let's go ahead and look at Romans 8, verse 1. Romans 8, verse 1. Actually, let's hold on Romans 8. Let's go to Colossians 3, verse 1 first. Colossians 3, verse 1. Let me get back to Romans. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, that's what we're talking about, being alive with Christ, seek those things which are where? Above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So notice he said, seek those things which are above. Go back to verse 1. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Now we read, this is in a, a different sermon series on Sunday, but we said, we, we read that we are seated with Christ. So he, Christ is seated at the right hand of God, but we are seated with Christ. So spiritually speaking, we are seated with him in heavenly places. That's our reality. Here is a reality, too. It's just not as high a reality. This life, this realm, is subject, is underneath the spiritual realm. There are a lot of things that happen in this natural realm that are really influenced by the spiritual realm. In fact, everything, whether they understand it or not, every person is a spirit. Every person is a spirit has a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, lives in a body. But spirits are affecting this natural world. The only way a spirit being can contact this natural world, you know, human spirits, evil spirits, uh, is through a human body. That's why demons want to influence men and women, because they can contact and affect things in this world. They try to, they try to wield influence over people. But this, this spiritual realm is affecting so much in this earthly realm. It, and, and here, Paul is saying, Seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things, where? Things above, not on things on the earth. Now we read in Galatians, we live in this body on the earth. But we're not supposed to be living according to just this body and, and live and make decisions according to what we see, what we feel, what we hear, what you know, we touch or who we come in contact with. We're supposed to be making decisions on something much higher, which is this other realm, which is above. So even though we're running our race... And even though we're living out our days here on the earth, we're supposed to live by faith in the Son of God, Galatians 2.20. Here it says, it says, and then here it says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Not on things on the earth. Well, you know, you know to a degree, you have to, you have to put your mind on things of the earth to a degree. Otherwise, you know, you're going down the interstate. You better have part of your mind on things on the earth. Otherwise, you may be going to heaven. 
and you don't want to take somebody else with you prematurely, you better know where the car in front of you is relative to your car. You know, has anybody, and this is scary, but I'm sure, it, you know, it's happened to me, it's happened to you. Have you ever been driving and then you showed up somewhere and you can't really remember the steps that it took to get you there because you've maybe done it so many times. You've showed up, but you don't, you weren't totally conscious of being you know, all the turns and you pull up and you realize your mind was somewhere else. You were there. I mean, obviously your minds, your eyes are taking input. You, you've been maybe down the track, down this uh, route so many times that, that you are, you're, you're conscious of it, but you know, your mind's checked out because you can handle it. Well, you made it. I made it. It's not ideal. <laughs> But you need to deal with the things of this life. We need to have, we need to be conscious of them, right? To a degree, you're going, this is not saying don't set any part of your mind on things there. See, some people, uh, they, like somebody said, they're so spiritually minded that they're not any earthly good. Well, if you're really spiritual minded, you are earthly good. But in a figure, that's a figure of speech saying, if you're so concerned with things that aren't here that you don't deal with the things that are, that's an extreme. That's not what we're saying. We have to, I mean, right now I'm talking to you that we are in the flesh. You're seeing me with natural eyes. The real person behind those natural eyes is what's really taking in the information. But we are humans. We, we have to, when you, when you leave here, you're going to probably get into an automobile and drive away. You're, you're, you're going to probably go and at a place of business tomorrow. You're going to deal with natural things. You're going to have to buy groceries at some point or go out to eat. You're going to uh, have your car maintained. You're, you're going to have to, your clothes are going to wear out, so you're going to have to go deal uh, and get new clothing. We're going to have to have our mind on these affairs but we're not supposed to be consumed with them. They're important. People are important. People are very important, but not the stuff. See, people transcend this realm. People have bodies, but that's not it. They're going to live forever. Every person you know is going to live forever somewhere. So what affects individuals, what affects people, and especially what affects the kingdom of God is ultimately and very highly important. But the stuff that goes on, just the, you know, we, it just day-to-day -day interactions and day-to-day -day stuff that we need to do, we need to do it, but it should not dictate our direction if you are changing direction every day based on what goes on around you, we're not, you're not keeping your mind on the right thing. There are even people, I mean, people understand this in the natural, they'll have a vision, they'll have goals, they're going towards something in the natural, and they don't, they try to keep the day-to-day -day from affecting that, but ultimately a lot of people, their vision is still very natural. It still has to do with what's going to go on in this world and what is what happens beyond this world it's not factored in in other words i'm going to do some such and such i'm going to you know be a world-class athlete or i'm going to start my own business or i'm going to get married whatever 
But what happens beyond that? And what's the purpose of those things? Okay, so you're a world-class athlete. What then? Why is that important? Or you're going to start your own business. What, what then? What, what, where does that go? You're going to get married, and what, what influence are you going to have as a couple? What are your grounding principles? It's supposed to be something that doesn't have to do with just this earth. People all over the world are running, they're, 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 they're um, going through life, and it is strictly based on what they understand of this realm. And there is so much more than this realm. And we as Christians are not supposed to run based on what we see, feel, hear, the natural things, the things that happen in the world, in the economy, uh, in relationships that are natural. We're not supposed to change what we're all about and where we're going based on those things because we're supposed to be setting our mind on things above. Well, setting our minds on the things of God, uh, of the things of the Lord Jesus Christ, well, those things don't change every day. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, the Bible says. And He will ask you to do something, and it's not going to change every day. It's not going to change every week. It's not going to change every month. You're, God does not... Some people think God talks way more than He does. He'll talk to you daily, but He's not changing direction all the time. If, if, if people, have you ever worked for a company? I'm sure people have. It depends on where you are. But if, you're, if you feel like you're changing all the time or, or the environment you're in or the, the, the manager that you're in, if it's changing all the time, that makes you feel unsettled, doesn't it? It starts to make you feel like, you know, we, we know where we're going or not. Well, God, if you feel like that with the human, those feelings come from somewhere. That what we think is good and not, I mean, it's based on the Word of God. God is constant. He's fixed. And He doesn't, do you realize all the stuff on, in the world can go up, down, sideways? God's not falling off His throne. God is not upset. He's not disturbed. He's like, oh man, you know, did you see what the newspaper said? Now we're going to have to change the plan. Michael, we got to revamp. Did you see what they did? We never, we never in our wildest imagination saw this coming. Forget it. We got to start over. Do you think he would do that? God is like, God knows the end from the beginning and people can do this or that. And he, he saw it coming and he just keeps on trucking. He's just going to keep on doing what God does and he's going to keep on using people. And what are we supposed to be like? God, what would you have me to do? And then I'm going to keep on trucking and going with you because if you're fixed, if you're constant, if you're secure, that's where I'm. Because I'm not looking at this plane. I'm looking at a higher plane. My family, my job, my health, all these things, I deal with them, but I'm dealing with them in the context of the eternal, of the things that aren't temporary. Let's look at uh, this in the Amplified. See, we have, we're alive with Christ. We are walking in this realm, but we're supposed to be alive to so much more. We're supposed to be sensitive to so much more. We have these interactions, but inside we're supposed to be prompted and led by something higher. 
and God will give us the ability to do this. If you then being raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things. Notice that. The high, see, some people think, man, you know, you attain something in this life and ooh, this is the good life. This is what it is. Friends, we have not even begun to see the good life that we're going to see in the next realm. We ought to hold the things of this world lightly. I mean, that doesn't mean we don't enjoy them. Thank God you have something that's nice in this room. Enjoy it, but don't hold on to it. Don't, don't. I remember my pastor in um, Lincoln, Pastor Gill, uh, and he shared this. He shared this from the pulpit. He, he, he was talking about how he, they had had some property in Lincoln or around there, uh, not in Lincoln, but around that area. And there was this time where they, they could get this acreage that, they, that he, he wanted a certain part of land and, and all this, and he was able to obtain it. And as they were going toward it, God spoke to his heart and said, you know, this won't satisfy you. It's fine to get, but this is not, you're not, this is not going to make you satisfied. Because, you know, we can get it in our head, if only I had such and such. If I was in this state, it could be things, it could be a state of life. If only I could be here, I would be happy. That's a lie. And what that does, you ever driven down the road and seen the mirage ahead? It looks like the road's wet, but it's not. When you, and it looks like that until what? You get there. And it's as dry as anything else. But what, what does it look like down the road further, possibly, if it's that type of a day? Looks like that part's wet. You know, and, you know, if you catch on, if you're a kid, maybe you're like, what's going on? But after a while, you understand what's going on in the concept. You don't jump up and down every time you see something and go, oh, my gosh, it looks like the, the road's all wet. What's going on? And you get there and there's nothing there. Oh, wait, but there's nothing here. But down the road, there's something. You know, we can understand that. But you know what people do in their life all the time? If only I can get to this next place. If only I could get this settled. If only I could be in this relationship. If only I could buy this. If only I could live here. Then I would be happy. It's not true. So Pastor Gill, he, he, he would share that. He said, he's not going to make you happy. Well, you know what? He said, sure enough, I bought it. It didn't make me happy. And at some point they went to Ramah. And they sold that, and then when, when, we were, when I was going uh, to church there, later then, they, they got this really good deal on 40 acres of land and, and bought that. And, but he said, I, I, I approached it totally different than I used to. He goes, it's a blessing. Thank God they could do it. But he said, I knew it would make me happy, and I didn't expect it to, because I knew where my affections were. They were with God. So he could enjoy the property. He would have us out. You know, him and Mrs. Kissling would have us um, out there and, and, and do things on their land. Just enjoy it. But it didn't hold. It, did, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's 40 acres. I just, I'm so glad. This is so awesome. Hold it lightly. Why? We're not supposed to set our mind on the, the things here. We're supposed to be setting it on the, 
the things above, the higher things. Guys, if we could see, you know, we don't know much about it, but the Bible says that there are mansions. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And people that have been there and come back talk about mansions, big places. I don't think you're going to wish you lived on earth. I don't care what kind of place you have. I don't care what kind of cars you drive. I don't think you'd want an automobile up there. I don't think it would do you much good. I think the modes of transportation and getting around are much, much better. We don't know everything about it, but it's higher. So why would we get all caught up with here? You know, if stuff is holds your affection here, it can control you. You start making decisions based on what you're going to have, you're not going to have, who you're going to be with. That's not a good place to be because we're supposed to be making our decisions based on a relationship with God. He said, set... Set your minds and keep them set. Ah, keep them set. It's one thing to set your mind somewhere. It's another thing to keep it. That takes discipline. You can set your mind and be, woo, God's awesome. This is great. Go, go. And then two days later being, what am I doing? What, what do, we have to set our mind and we have to keep our minds set on what? On this stuff? No, we deal with this stuff. We keep our mindset on the higher things. There's another realm on the higher things of the Lord, on the higher things not of this earth. Not on the things that are on the earth. Verse 3, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And obviously, we have to walk around in this earth. But as far as its pull, on you, as far, far as it is its ability to control you, as far as its ability to uh, affect you emotionally and make you sad because something didn't happen, ultimately we're supposed to be dead to that. And your new real life is hidden uh, with Christ and God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4.16. Second <clears throat> Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Do you realize our, our outward, we realize our outward man is perishing. Okay? You're not going to live forever. I'm not going to live forever. We do as good a job as we can to maintain it. But it is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are what? Not seen. Notice he said, we do not look at the things which are seen. But then he says, but we look, he says, but at the things what? We look at the things that are not seen. Well, where do you look? How do you look at things which aren't seen? Through the eye of your heart. The, eye, the inward person. He's saying we're not looking with our natural eyes at the things which are seen naturally. We're looking with our heart spiritually, spiritually perceiving things that are not seen with our inward man. You contact God 
with your inward man. You don't contact him with your natural person. You can yield your natural man to worship him, but real worship, you realize people all over the world have outward expressions of worship, but their inward man is far from God. That's how we contact God. You can, people try to contact God emotionally. Got a lot of stuff that's just emotional. You got to watch it. I mean, we are a threefold being. We have emotions, but you don't contact God with your emotions. People go, oh God, please hear me. That's total unbelief. God said he would hear you. God said he won't leave you, nor forsake you. Oh, I just want more of you. Well, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. Now, I know what people say. They want to experience more, but when you're doing it like somehow God's withholding it, oh, if you cry, I just want... That's, that's, that's emotion. That's not... That's solical. You're trying to contact God with your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And so many people have brought that into worship. They're trying to worship God. Songs are written, and it's completely mind. It's completely soul. It's, 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 it's emotional. It's trying to pull on God. Oh, God, I just... Uh, that's, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude or um, condescending on that, but it's not the word. And it won't help us because if we try to contact uh, the spiritual with the emotional, we're going to be confused. We're going to be left wanting because the only way we contact God is with our spirit. So we perceive things, we see things that are not seen spiritually. Well, what? see, this is where, this, this is why this makes a difference. If I am saying, oh God, I, I, I want you, God, where are you? What are we, how are we judging that? We're judging it by our senses. We're judging it by our emotions. If we don't feel like God is real or feel like God is near, does that mean he's not? That's not the, that's not the standard. Oh God, you just come close to me. You feel so far away. How would you determine that? You would, you're feeling like he's not. Feeling what? Your emotion. You sense with emotionally, I just don't feel God. Well, how are you going to do this? This is saying you have to see things that aren't seen. Well, how do you do that? By faith. We said we walk in this body. Now I live by, uh, in this fleshly body uh, by faith in the Son of God. I walk by faith. I have to deal with the natural, but I am walking at a higher plane. I have to perceive spiritual things spiritually. How do you do that? By the Word of God. The Word of God and the Spirit of God. The Word of God says it's true, so I don't care if I feel it. I don't care if God. I feel like God is a thousand miles away. I know by faith, because the Word of God says it, He is right inside of me. You know how stuff changes when I say, God is with me. Why? If you, if you go by feeling, you just say, God, where are you? I just don't feel you. I, I can't see you. Oh, God, I can't hear you. All are, those are lies, 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 lies. Because God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. If the Bible says the greater one is in you, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So we have to agree with that and say, God, your word is true. I agree with what you say. How do you do that? Spiritually. We're going to reach out and we're going to say, God, 
I don't care if I feel like nobody is around. God, I worship you. You know, you, people work, they try to get, they, they try to get emotionally to where they feel like worshiping God. You know how you just blow past that? You go right in and say, God, I'm so thankful. You are God. You are the King. Lord, I, I perceive you with my spirit. Lord, I know I may feel like you're a thousand miles away, but you're right here, and I give you glory, and I give you honor, and I thank you. And I may not feel like I have heard your voice, but I know you're speaking. You speak through your word, and I know I can hear you. And I worship you. I say you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. There is a heaven that I'm going to. And I, while I'm on this earth, I'm not going to be led by all the stuff I see. I will be led by your spirit. I will see things that aren't seen. How? With my heart. With my spirit. Because these other things that are seen, what does it say? For the things which are seen are what? Say it out loud. Temporary. What does that mean? They're subject to change. If they can get worse, they can get better. If we're going to go by what it looks like now, oh man. We could go up, down, all around, and you know what? That's what the world does. But when we go past that, look at the higher things and the things that aren't seen, guess what? They're not changing every day. They're not changing every minute. God's plan is still the same, and His strength and His ability is still the same. It's the same every day. It's just as available. When you felt high and on top of the mountain and strong, God's power and His ability is just as real to now as it ever has been. Sometimes our emotions change and our perception changes, but He does not change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're to walk alive in Him, strong in Him, walking according to the things that are not seen. Let's finish this verse. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are... Which are seen, we, we, uh, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, we can't comprehend eternal. Not with our natural mind. We can't comprehend always has been, always will be. That's a concept to us, but it's reality. Let's look at this real quick in the NLT. Verse 16, that, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last Forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen with the physical eye. For the things which we see now will soon be gone, but the things which we cannot see will last forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how we're supposed to walk. That's how we're supposed to run. As children of Almighty God, we, can't, we put our eyes and fix them on Jesus and the things that cannot be seen and His realm and His things, and we 
keep our, our eyes fixed there. No matter what happens here, it may bump up, may bump down. We take it into consideration, but we're not led by it. We're not pushed by it. We're not driven by it. Because you know what? It can all change in the morning. It changed tomorrow. It changed the next day. And we'll be saying, oh, thank God I didn't make a decision based on that. Because it was just about to change. Glory to God.